Hello. The other rule, don't make eye contact with me. <laughs> I'll shut down immediately. I will shut he this will off. He will shut down. He locks up. But I will stare at you. Ladies, gentlemen, Thermians, and fellow Questarians, welcome to the only podcast celebrating the 1999 epic space adventure comedy, Galaxy Quest. I'm Austin. I'm Alex. And I'm RJ. And we're three grown-ass men just talking about Galaxy Quest. You're listening to By Grapthar's Hammer. What a podcast. Beat me up. Never give up. Never surrender. By Grapthar's Hammer. What a podcast. All right, guys, we're mixing things up today. Where are we, Alex? We are in Brooklyn, New York, on a beautiful patio at one of our good friends' houses. I didn't know you could get an apartment like this in Brooklyn. I didn't think these existed. No, he's paying a million dollars a month. That makes sense. They exist. Why are we in Brooklyn? We've been on tour. Archie Powell and the Exports. Yeah. Played a little CMJ showcase and then took time of our our busy drinking schedule to pop one of these boys. Yeah, we had a free day here in Brooklyn, so we thought what better way to spend it than an afternoon patio podcast. We're all broke, so we have nothing else to do today except record a podcast. Time gets away from you, and your uh, money gets away from you when you're in Brooklyn. Very quickly. I said a a maximum of $50 I was going to spend. I've tripled it, and then tripled it again. (laughs) I'm officially broke. Four days left. Today, though, not only are we mixing up the city and location, but... We have another guest today. Our guest today is our highly esteemed colleague and friend, Matthew Brown. Matt currently lives and works in Brooklyn, but me and Alex actually grew up with Matt in Fort Scott, Kansas, so we go way, way back. But more importantly, the reason Matt is on today's show is he is a diehard Star Trek fan. I'm just jazzed about being on the show, man. Ray, welcome, Matt. It's time to get yeah. a Trekkie on the show. Woo-hoo. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you. For those who haven't seen the film or heard an episode of the podcast, <laughs> Galaxy Quest is very much hang inspired on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. For those of you who haven't seen the film and are still listening to this, yeah, yeah, what the fuck? that's <laughs> respect. <laughs> heavy respect. I and you have a lot of free time. I appreciate your free time and that yeah. you choose to listen to us. We got we got Matt drunk last night. Yeah, correct. And then demanded he wake up early and watch the entire movie. Of Galaxy Quest. I'm I'm fresh off of it. Fresh off of it. Yeah, had go. you seen it before prior to today? Yes, though? I had, yeah. Okay. A couple times. So the reason we're having Matt on is he's a Trekkie. Again, if you haven't seen the <laughs> can movie. Can we call you can we call Absolutely, you a Trekkie? Call you yeah. a Trekkie? I think that uh, fits. Sure. Yeah, I think yeah. that's good. So the movie is a, clearly it's a playoff of Star Trek, so that's why we're having a Trekkie on, because we're gonna do comparisons. Like this movie got made because of Star Trek, so why not talk about Star Trek? Absolutely. It's and the it's, basis of everything. True, and it's good to have a this this perspective because, like we've talked about before, Austin and I did not grow up with Star Trek in our family. I didn't even know what it was. Nope, still don't. Can I ask? Actually, you say you you didn't grow up watching Star Trek. Why do you like <laughs> this fucking movie? movie so much? I think it's the like. How is I, that I think possible? That says something about the film because I. You know, I got the references, even though I hadn't seen Star Trek. I knew that was the play, but it didn't even matter because the film's just so damn good. It stands on its own so that it's, well. You well, don't have to actually be a deep Trekkie. Okay, because like from your, I don't even have your perspective because I'm like you thinking how every single scene in it basically is just Star Trek. Yeah. But like, 
Yeah, that goes right over it's, our that head. That just makes me think. Like, why See, I think because like I get the the call, the throwbacks okay. in each bit, and I'm like, oh, this is a playoff of Star Trek, but I don't know the specifics in what episode so, or movie. Okay. I think I think Star Trek it. now is culturally so recognizable that even though they're not Star Trek fans, they get it anyway because everyone yeah. knows Captain Kirk. Everyone understands we get the archetypes. Like the, there's yeah. Captain Kirk, and then the serious logical Spock, yeah. and then and you know. but beyond that, more the the I guess the Star Trek lifestyle and mm. the Trekkies and the conferences and the all that. Comic cons, yeah. the Comic Cons, which is a big part of Galaxy Quest, I think is the biggest throwback to the Trekkies. Mm-hmm. You know. So what'd you think of the movie today? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How'd your viewing experience go? I I probably haven't seen it in ten years. I was, ex- to be to be honest, I was expecting it to maybe be like a chore <laughs> to do this. <laughs> and you're also wondering why we always why we talk about it. Yeah, no, it was it. it was fucking great. It's a funny movie. Yeah, yeah. no, I was it. Yeah, I, well, I mean, can we get some context of your viewing? Were you like in bed? Were you wearing your boxers? Were you naked? <laughs> you just want to know what he was wearing anything? when he was watching well, the movie. I don't know. I think that goes uh, hand in hand with the viewing experience. Hungover, your uh, fault. Here you go. Clothed. Ah, I have damn roommates. It. <laughs> damn it. It was a respectable yeah, view. Hey, uh, and, and, and taking notes. You've got quite a spreadsheet. I feel like a nerd. Let's like, dive in on them. You, got a, you, got a, you have two separate programs open with notes. There's so much that like I had to cut out the stuff that's just completely obvious unless you want to do multiple episodes of <laughs> I mean, talking no. about hey, how we got nothing to play Star Trek. We got all day. All right, Matt. We'll, we'll start with just the concept of the thing. The whole movie is basically about William Shatner and his actual life, his attitude and stuff. It was in 99. The, the movie came out in 99, yeah. So even the, the ending is actually prophetic in a way because he basically, for those of you who don't know, William Shatner is apparently an asshole. Yeah, I've gathered that from what I've read. But Especially during Star Trek. There's a scene in this where they mentioned that he had cut out their lines, that he had stolen. Right in the you first... stole all my best lines. You cut me out of yeah. episode two entirely. Oh. Somebody talks about that. Yeah, uh, Alex. Alan Rickman's character. That is directly referential to the like very public Shatner's George Takei fight See, this where they is hate shit each I other. No, we yeah. have you on the show, Matt. Come on, old friend, old friend. And you stole all my best lines. You cut me out of episode two entirely. Yeah, yeah. They hate him. Uh, Nichelle Nichols, who was a hura, mm-hmm. like uh-huh. has written and interviewed him and been like, you were a complete dick. Why? He used to cut, supposedly, cut them out of scenes so that he would be like the main the star. The main the star yeah. yeah. And like the supporting cat. That's why at the end when they when he welcomes them up to the stage, they all seem surprised. Yeah. Oh, it's a big do deal. Bow, it's a big deal that he it cares was like, about them now instead that's of just because William Shatner's an asshole. See, I always knew that there was a play on like Tim Allen's role was a, a call to William Shatner in that regard, but I didn't know the specifics and how detailed no. and it actually Oh, more than that. He has come around in his old age. I think he's 86. What? Yeah, Shatner's he's, he's in his 80s. I did not realize that. Oh, yeah. Wow. He's as old as the late Leonard Nimoy. Late they're, Leonard they're, they're the same age. So he made a documentary recently called Captains. I've watched that. And he, it seems like he's coming around to what was this about. Because if you go back to the 90s, he famously he was on SNL and he did a skit where he basically goes up to a convention 
and just goes off on these Star Trek fans. And he's like, get a life. Would you people like that's the which that's happens the big line. in Galaxy Quest when yep. he yells yes. at Brandon, yeah. exactly. Uh, so Justin Long. Long's character, yeah, after tells him it's just a damn TV, just a show. fucking TV show. Leave exactly. me alone, man. That's just a television show. That's all, okay? <laughs> right, but because we were wondering if the quantum flux, and I just listen on this. There, there is no quantum flux. There's no auxiliary. There's no goddamn ship. You got it. Watch it on uh, online. Huh. It's great though. Like he just goes off like. What are you doing? Why, why are you here dressed up like this? Like, get a fucking life. But he did it in a, on, on SNL, he did it in a comedic manner. He did it in of... a comedic way, but I think he meant it. You know, before I, I answer any more questions, there's something I wanted to say. I, I, having received all your letters over the years, and, 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 and I've spoken to many of you, and some of you have traveled, you know, hundreds of miles uh, to be here, I'd just like to say, get a life, will you, people? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean for, for crying out loud, it's, it's just a TV show. He's been moving towards getting used to it. Look he's at, embraced it. Well, yeah, more so like, yeah, embraced so. yeah, if you watch The Captains, like, he's Captains, trying to figure out... That movie was... It's a tough watch, because he wrote and directed it. Ooh. And he's <laughs> right. not the best at that. Yeah, Star um, Trek V is a... So, well, that's the other thing. Evidence didn't, of that. I don't know the specifics of this, but didn't he... Like demand to direct a Star Trek movie because Leonard Nimoy did, and he was Leonard Nimoy did about two of them. How he wasn't in charge. Yeah, and then, and then he, he made, made the really worst one <laughs> maybe ever. Yeah, which, which one was Shatner? number five? Uh, five. five, which is the uh, Final Frontier, I think. Final Frontier. Insurrection is the worst movie I think I've ever seen. It's pretty that bad. was like late every late episode. Right? Of Star didn't Trek. Jonathan Frakes direct that one? Probably Riker. He did make First Contact, which was good, I but like, like Insurrection is worse than almost any episode of Star Trek. <laughs> and just that it's longer. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just so it's never it's just, it just takes longer to have to watch it. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, God. The Captains is a really interesting documentary, but the captain from Deep Space Nine, uh-huh. Avery Brooks, uh, Avery Brooks, and Shatner in the same room, they're both insane. Avery Brooks is... They're, it's like watching them play nuts. chicken with who's more insane. It's like Shatner will ask him a question, and he answers by playing the piano. <laughs> and then they start singing. Like, that insane. It's nuts. I highly recommend it. <laughs> so Tim Allen's character, then, is yes. in, in Galaxy Quest, not and not necessarily even an exaggeration of William it's Shatner. It's like, it's no, basically yeah. exactly. not that. just Captain Kirk, but Shatner himself. And what's more is Alan Rickman's character, Alex... Alexander, Alexander Dane, Dane. actor's yeah. name. Dr. Lazarus. Dr. Lazarus. Uh, he is essentially, like, Spock. Where yeah. you have to put on the prosthetics and show up every day, and you have the the live long and prosper yeah. catchphrase. Yeah, like Raptor's hammer. Yeah, and he, but he's actually like a Shakespearean, a-, a good actor. Yeah, and so was Shatner. Shatner started with Shakespeare oh, in oh, Canada. Really? Which, if you've ever seen Shakespeare, do it in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, but like Leonard Nimoy literally wrote a book call in the 70s called I Am Not Spock. Yeah. And then, it. 20 years later, wrote a book called I Am Spock. So, so that's if there's any indication that they're trying to distance the, themselves yeah. from yeah. these characters. Right away they get real mad because it's what breaks them out, but also what they're stuck with. And, and then later in life they're like, you know, that was actually probably the one get of the best things yeah, yeah, in like hindsight. Thing, yeah. But yeah, I could see, you know, if yeah. you want to do something else, Nimoy was a photographer, mm-hmm. he was an actor, he director, did, did all kinds music. of music. 
Reebly. Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> well, and as did Shatner. Uh, as did yeah, Shatner. Oh, yeah. As Sorry, does Shatner. Still is, still, yeah. yeah. He still puts out records. So, yeah, you get it. Like, they they want to be seen as something else. That's the whole thing about this movie is you see them acknowledging that at the end. It sort of, like, made them heroes. I will say a standout of the original cast because, you know, they all sort of have exhibited that, like, like, I don't want to do this. Yes. I'm not this guy, but you know what? I'm just going to lean into it. Yeah. The standout is who I think must be the biggest sweetheart of a man in the world is George Takei. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Who he brings out that Vulcan salute every single time he's seen in public. Like, <laughs> he must do it 50 times a day. And, like, he'll drop a live long and prosper. I guarantee he does it with the same enthusiasm every single time. So he he is the opposite of what those characters started as. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, I don't know. I don't know how that's possible. Back in the day when Star Trek was on, was he yes into it? So he's like, always like been in the public? whole time. So yeah. the movie, so Galaxy Quest is that dense with Star Trek references See, that, I didn't, yeah, that I didn't we're not was, picking up on at all. Oh, man. That's why I'm like, how, why are you guys watching this movie? Yeah, why are you guys doing this? I know because why I'm here. So much like because, I, I yeah. initially I thought it would be start. It would be good to start high like high concepts. Yeah, yeah. But we just delved into the characters as well. We but like maybe too. so beyond beyond yeah. the characters, then are there? I assume you notice specific scenes oh, ab- it, or an action absolutely. bit that was a total throwback. to the point of like what's the thing they're rolling? What you just talked uh, about the beryllium the beryllium right. sphere. That's sphere. a dilithium crystal. Dilithium That's crystal. Yeah. Okay. it's it's just it's exact. When he when they're on that planet with the rock thing yeah. and he just rolls for no reason. Does the rock yeah. help? Which That's Kirk. So and he loses in his so gun. many episodes. And then he, yeah, and then his, shirt's and his shirt off. shirt pops yeah. off, which is a huge Star Trek joke. Does the rolling help? Uh-huh. It helps. Well, out of curiosity, when how did you get into Star Trek? Did you grow up with Star Trek? Since I was probably ten. Okay. Was that like a your your dad or your parents had it on? Nope. Was it a... Nope. <laughs> you took that upon nope. yourself. Nope. Well, I started watching Next Generation, and it was probably it would have been around the exact same time that. The Next Generation was still going, and Deep Space Nine was starting, so they were running like concurrently. A lot of crossovers on that. Wharf was on Deep Space Nine a lot. Yeah, and it, it was just watching it during the summer. Anything you watch when you're not at school, you love because yeah, you're not at thing. school. Yeah. It's what you yeah. <laughs> yeah, had that with Spend wings. Your time with- <laughs> yeah. Oh sure, loved yeah, wings. Little Tony Shalhoub crossover. Love yeah. Tony Shalhoub. Love that sure. Shalhoub. We have an idea for another podcast called... Uh, oh, you're going to do Wings? Wings, wings and, and Wings. wings. called Wings you and Chicken wings. wings and you watch Wings. Yeah. <laughs> we'll say that one, Pam. We'll, we'll, we'll bring on you, for that one. We'll Absolutely. We'll have you back on for Yeah, we'll have you back on. I'll talk exclusively about LOL. Uh, what, else, what else did you notice from the movie? Like, there's a lot of throwaway jokes. Like, they're eating on the Thermian ship. Oh, yeah, where they And everyone gets, like, their... they catered to their heritage. Yeah, they're... So, you know, Dr. Lazarus has a bowl of bugs. But mm-hmm. they give Tim Allen the steak. a steak, yeah. and he's like, this is like Iowa beef, yeah. which is where Captain Kirk right. is from. Right. Yeah. I'll give you one. The, the ship on the side of it, it's like NTE. I wrote it down. Oh, yeah. This is a NCC. Yeah. NCC 1701 is right. Enterprise. Right. So NTE, I've actually looked this up. Not the Enterprise. Yes. Is what it stands for. Oh, not the Enterprise. NTE, not the Enterprise. Ah. It's on the side of the protector. If you go through, like we've talked about, Captain Jason... Jason Nesmith. Jason. Uh, Peter, Peter. You've Peter, got Peter, Peter. Sigourney Weaver's 
Gwen? Gwen DeMarco, Gwen DeMarco. Yeah. is essentially Uhura. Right. Yeah. And but also like every woman who and was every ever other cast woman, on Star like, Trek. Uh, yeah. Who was the nurse? Yeah, Chapel. Who, who was the in Into Darkness? The what's her name? The British actor. The beautiful playing, lady. Yeah, the one. <laughs> the Alice Eve. Alice Eve. Lady. That's right. Oh, that's yeah, the she was a character lady. from the original Star Trek that like Kirk had a thing with. Yeah, they 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 basically for fifty years. <laughs> put women in either short skirts yeah, or spandex role. yeah like you look at voyager where they made like at seven of nine was just like hey everybody watch this show she's wearing a spandex she used to be suit. a borg but she wears spandex for some yeah. reason and that's exactly what Gwyn was and she acknowledges well that's a, a my favorite she, part is she she defends her role over and over well, and then in the middle of the film she finally goes I do just repeat the orders. Or yeah, whatever. well, that was the Uhura reference, was because she was the comms officer yeah, yeah, on the original yeah. series, where yeah. she would just say what somebody was saying. Yeah. So she's like, "This is my only job," yeah, like, and she's just directly yeah, repeating she says, to this him. This is my only job. Yeah. It's my only job, and I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Right. That's great. Look, I have one job on this lousy ship. It's stupid, but I'm gonna do it. Okay. The idea that is it the Thermians? Thermians, yeah. Thermians, yeah that they based their technology on this show and basically created a reality. The historical yeah. documents. They right. based right. their civilization, the their falling world. civilization. But they created a real yeah. version of the show, yeah. That, like, happens. That's why we have, like, that's why we had flip phones and, and shit. Like, there's a documentary. There's some, It was called, like, William Shatner Saves the Universe? Something. <laughs> I, I need to... Sounds about right. I need to do a Google search. We'll look that but, one up. Uh, basically... You can. They've they've talked to anybody who was an engineer, like growing up, like us, or in in any field that has Innovative anything to do with technology. Yeah, like stuff. they all credit so much to Star Trek. If you watch the Next Generation or Deep Space Nine, they had the the uh, the tablet, and it doesn't make any sense at all when you watch the show because they would be like reading something on one, and then like throw it down and pick up another one. It's like you can probably just <laughs> yeah. flip, yeah. you know, flip the screen, yeah. but. They would have a pile of these tablets. So much of technology, fake technology from the Star Trek series became real. Became like, real. They made a real tricorder. What was the tricorder? Oh, sorry. It's essentially. It's like a medical scanner oh, for, for, a, uh, for a person. Life I mean, has imitated that, the art of the yeah. Star Trek <laughs> of Galaxy universe. Quest. Of Galaxy Quest. Of Galaxy. <laughs> That's also why that part, the scene in the movie where he tells him that he lied. Yes. Yeah. Great so heavy scene. That. Yeah. Best scene. It's. it's did you tear up a little? Dramatic. Yeah, a little did you, bit. Did you cry I mean, yeah, to I mean, be fair, I was hungover every time, and I might have <laughs> cried. <laughs> we. Uh, we pretended. We lied. Oh. There's so much of that that was like we kind of made this real, but also like a lot of us that were fans of Star like how much you want it to be real mm. i feel like that's what that whole thing is yeah yeah and like not in a nerd way but like in a this is this like star trek is like a vision of how we could be better yeah you want that to be real so like that scene is just like that's fucked up yeah it's, it makes you cry <laughs> it man. hurts it hurts on it a crashes level that, well that's that's a great point you made though about how you're you enjoyed it on another level that austin and i probably wouldn't have because you're seeing it from a star trek fan perspective where you want what's in Star Trek to be real. You 
Yeah. Really nerd <laughs> out over Yeah, no, out. yeah, no. But yeah, I mean, but that's, like, that's and, like, and, and we just enjoyed that on an emotional level, like watching the film. Like, oh, that's a, that was a sad scene. But you're saying, like, as a Star Trek fan, you're enjoying it for another because it's speaking on behalf of Star Trek fans. Like, right. Star Trek fans want this to be real. So, yeah, and, like, and I think the best point in the movie about that is every Star was like, man, I wish there was a fucking, you know, NSCA or the Federation. You could fucking just go live on a spaceship. Right. The second Brandon gets the call at the end of the movie, he's, Tim Allen, he's like, Brandon, so it's good. uh, it's 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 Jason Nesmith. I played Peter. He's like, oh, Commander, I'm really sorry. I know it's just a show. Yeah. And he's like, no, it's all real. He's like, I yeah. knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Just wanted to tell you that I, I thought a lot about what you said. It's okay. Now listen. But but I want you to know that I'm not a complete brain case. Okay. I understand completely that it's just a TV show. It's all real. Oh my God! I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> the crew and I are in a lot of trouble, and we need your help. Justin Long's character yeah. is kind of the yeah. symbol that represents all Star Trek fans, yeah, he's like all Galaxy the, Quest the fans. Die-hards. Back of all their heads, you That's tell the them it's obvious, real, yeah. they're like, fucking knew it. He yeah. wants it to be real. There's a part that they're still holding on to. The, the whole concept of the thing, when you look at Tim Allen being William Shatner and all these mm-hmm. actors doing this thing for now 50 years and getting trotted back out on stage mm-hmm. doing the same shit, basically, like, he created... I'm talking about Tim Allen doing the show, mm-hmm. created this character, this thing that like he thought was less than him. Like it yeah. wasn't representative yeah. of, of him, him but actor. it still developed this like love. Basically, his journey was learning that that was more than him when he yeah. thought it was less than him. I guess you look at William Shatner, maybe he, oh, he obviously he fought against being typecast, being known as the, yeah. the captain, but... At the end of the day, he's left a legacy, something beyond him, something bigger than Way him. Right, him, and yeah. and he's won, he's got Emmys for uh, Boston League. Like he's yeah. got like he just, Boston he League. Moved on. Really yeah, good show. He definitely moved on to actually do other. But good that's roles what's too. great about if you watch the captains or like follow him now, he's he's really come around to like this wasn't all I did, but this is the most you know. This maybe is the most important thing that I did. Right. Yeah, and I mean, not many actors in general can say they have something so important to pop culture in general. I mean, William Shatner yeah. created a whole thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, Tom Cruise has some good movies, but there's no Tom Cruise conventions. Yeah. <laughs> Who? Yet. I would also, I would also yet. encourage you, yeah. if you listen to any recording, and they're all, of course, on YouTube or whatever, if you listen to any recording of Gene Roddenberry, mm-hmm. the creator of Star Trek, mm-hmm. talking about it and the philosophy and the principles behind it and stuff. It's worth looking into. Like, One of my it, favorite Gene Roddenberry quotes, people asked him why they cast uh, Patrick Stewart or why he was bald. Like, why would they have him bald yeah. on the show? Mm. Like, wouldn't they have been able to fix balding in the 20-whatever century? Yeah. And he just goes, they wouldn't care. Yeah. It's, mm. it's not that they want to fix it. It's just they're beyond... That, caring about yeah. that like it's just bald. Right. no one cares so it's that whole idea of the being better that idea They've of evolved the past future is we worrying are about petty be, we're better so right. the thermians see the galaxy quest crew and their planet you see for one shot in the movie is like just a little nub left because the rest has been blown up yeah and they just want they need something to look up to so they find this crew of people who are better and try to aim to be that Man, can you re- deep. Yeah. <laughs> can you remind me, what is the resolution from? Okay, so Nesmith. Is that his name? Yep. Yeah, Captain, Captain Nesmith. Telling the duty lies. Everyone's crying. I'm yeah. crying. Between that and 
they're back getting out of the ship that crashed at at a convention. What is the resolution there? Because maybe like, I was the resolution. I might have passed out. The, was there a resolution of them like like adjusting to their lives? The lie was there an end to the genocide that was happening to their people? <laughs> yeah. Well, I well they, they. I mean, they they killed Saris. Yeah. Was doing Saris, everything. But yes. and then the Thermians, they're the only ones left at that point. The people that are on That's their right. ship, they're the only Thermians. Left. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's still kind of sad. But, it's, oh, it's real sad. <laughs> but it's, it is race, really sad. It's, their whole race is wiped out. This is, it's a bummer. But what happens at the end is the whole point is they needed the commander to lead them. But yes, Mathazar and he hands and it over. That's right. It's kind of a coming of age thing for them where they realize that they can do this. Can do yeah, this. okay. So they don't need the Galaxy Quest crew anymore. That's what it was. You're right, though. The one, one thing the movie only briefly addresses is that the entire Thermian race has been wiped <laughs> out and made extinct. Yeah. There's maybe a few hundred on that ship. Because yeah. of. Yeah, let's talk about genocide yeah, now, because gentlemen. Because of Tim Allen. Basically, because of Tim Allen. Basically, because of Toolman. And they don't really address that in the movie. That w at the end of the day, it's a heavy topic for a fun <laughs> yeah, family. It is. The movie, movie. Gloss well, yeah, over that the movie is resolved in a in a in a you know satisfactory, crowd pleasing way. But at the end of the day, the Thermians have nowhere to go. They have no home planet, and the rest of their race has been wiped out. Sure, that's terrible. That's a terrible. It's a, it's a bummer. But now they're just on their uh, Star Trek esque mission in a spaceship. Just one of the truth doing their own. That's yeah. cool. I didn't even think about it that way. They are literally left being their own Star Trek. Yeah. Voyager going out of the Maquis, technically, in Star Trek. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> to be a nerd. <laughs> to be a nerd. Were the people who were uh, left out on their own. Matt, any last points that you've noticed? That well, you're uh, let's see what else is on your notes there. The hallways are Star Trek as fuck. Oh, yeah. All about <laughs> the hallway game. That's your notes. Oh, no, these are my notes. <laughs> the Starport ship reveal is Star Trek the motion picture. That ship reveal in the motion picture is like, I swear to God, it feels like it's a half an it hour long. It takes so long. It's and they did amazing. it. Like, and they, they do in it the like, same exact space station. Yeah, like, that's great. Th yeah, that's, that was the mo maybe the most direct visual reference. Oh, Tony, the character. Fred Juan? Fred Juan. I, was, I was trying to figure out each Monk? character. Fred is the opposite of Scotty because Scotty would be like, it's fucking breaking apart. No. Yeah, like I can't do Just anything else. Super like, high energy. That I'm pushing it He's as hard fixer. as I can. So then they have they did the exact Fred opposite. being like the generators won't take it. The ship is breaking apart and all that. Just the, FYI. Just an FYI. Hi guys. Listen, they're they're telling me the uh, the, the, the generators won't take it. The ship is breaking apart and all that. Just FYI. Tim Allen was in shape for this movie, wasn't he? We talked about that <laughs> uh, in our Tim Allen episode, how We've he's kind of that. just like, he look great. he's in dad shape. He just, yeah. Like, he's, he's like, not fat, but he's not skinny, and he's like, not he really clearly, defined. Yeah, he didn't, like, work out for the role. He just yeah. kind of was like, they just brought him in. He walked he off the set of Home Improvement and right onto the set of Galaxy yeah. Quest and just Which kept Which I think filming. adds to the movie, though. Even yeah. better. Especially when his shirt comes off. You're like, I kind of wish he was a little more out of shape. Yeah, that would be funny. Like, yeah. What was uh, William Shatner in shape in Star Trek when his shirt came off? Was oh, William yeah. Shatner usually fit? But he was like 70s in shape, so it wasn't like, uh, he didn't look like Ripped. a rock. Not but like he kind of looked like a more in shape Tim Allen. Okay. Like, just kind of, it was just kind of there. He looked like a guy. He yeah. just looks like he a looks guy. Like he just a looks dude. like a guy. That works out. Only Tim Allen has a little bit more hair on his chest, I think. Not entirely on topic, but um, in another episode, we had talked about the ranking of the Star Trek films from a couple years ago at oh, a yeah. Star Trek convention. 
Where they, they put them right. in order, and the, yeah, yeah. The, the number one was Wrath of Khan, mm-hmm. was like yeah, the best. Two, they, that was the uh, unanimous decision. Well, not unanimous. I read some uh, articles. Well, it was, what's it was your heated. favorite Star Trek movie? The, uh, the Wrath of Khan reference in the movie is, to me, when they're going back and forth on the view screen, he's trying to deceive him on the yeah, screen. Yeah, like Tim Allen turn is, it off. That is like just, the, uh, the climax of Wrath of Khan is when is they the, uh, the view they screen do. face off. Yes, exactly. And and, and not just Wrath of Khan, it's like a big It happens a lot, yeah. Yeah. But they're always like put them on hold, tell everyone what to do and yeah. how we're going to do it. All right. Well, guys, that was a actually highly informative episode. I'll uh, be honest, most of those references went straight over my head. Yeah. I have no idea I what I actually Matt was am very about. very excited to start I'm going to watch Star Trek. Films. Yeah, I'm going to kind of start over. I want to What yeah. do you recommend starting with then? I think, Matt you, I think Matt, for Galaxy I, Quest purposes, original series, then yeah. next gen. Because I think that's where most of the references that yeah. we get from Galaxy Quest, you would yeah. notice. And, and also just like yeah. the like philosophy behind it is mainly the original series. Yeah. Uh, Matt, create, can't yeah. thank you enough for Oh, sure. On. Thanks for letting me ramble on. Thanks for no, being so Incoherently. Informed. Thanks for your back patio. This yeah, is your this, life's uh, been building up <laughs> to yeah. this, buddy. Absolutely. Just all that training. Your life is, he's retiring now. He's it. done. No more Star Trek for you, buddy. Uh, uh, by the way, Trek. we can't pay you for this, so. Uh. <laughs> Would you like a beer? Yes. Also, thank you That's to many. two of the other members of Archie Pound the Exports, Ryan and Archie, for sitting against the fence and just watching us talk <laughs> about Galaxy Quest and Star Trek for an hour. First podcast where we've had audience. an audience. Live uh, we're going to build the numbers, two so far, for our live podcast in the back of Brooklyn apartment. Thanks again for signing off in Brooklyn, and thanks to CMJ for having us out. We had a great time. Yeah, uh, We're going to close with... We're going to close with... I have a quote from Patrick Stewart, since we're talking Star Trek, about Galaxy Quest, and then we have our Galaxy Quest haiku. Professor Xavier. Professor Xavier says, I had originally not wanted to see Galaxy Quest because I heard it was making fun of Star Trek. Then, Jonathan Frakes, Riker from Next Generation, rang me up and said, you must not miss this movie. See it on a Saturday night in a full theater. And I did. And of course, I found it was brilliant. Brilliant. No one laughed louder or longer in the cinema than I did. But the idea that the ship was saved and all of our heroes in that movie were saved simply by the fact that there were fans who did understand the scientific principles on which the ship worked was absolutely wonderful. And it was both funny and also touching in that it paid tribute to the dedication of these fans. Sir Patrick Stewart. Wow, wow that's, that's a, a beautiful, beautiful quote. Beautiful that's quote. the highest praise you could give Galaxy I like What I like about it's that the most is that Jonathan, Jonathan Franks was like, dude, go see this movie, it rules. On a Saturday night. On a Saturday, Saturday night, specifically. Saturday. That's great. And now our Galaxy Quest haiku written by Ryan Lynch. It's a Raiku. It's a Raiku. Live long and prosper. Wrath of Khan was really good. Galaxy Quest rules. Never give up. Never surrender. Thank you. Woo!